Welcome to the Foundation's Report. Temptation. Sin. These are the most toxic elements to a Christian who is trying to live for the Lord. One leads into the other, and in this life we cannot avoid running into these issues on a daily basis. Someone tells you that you can live a Christian life and not sin. Is that true? Or are we all doomed to give in? If it is true that we can avoid sin, how do we do it? Is there a formula for this, or are we on our own? I was listening back some time ago to a song on the Christian radio called Slow Fade. It told the story of a man descending into adultery through giving in and making the wrong choices. It wasn't immediate, but slowly worked on him, and the result was devastation. The lines of the song were from a children's song I had heard before. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. All these were inputs into this man's life that slowly took him down the path to sin. The message, of course, was to be careful what influences you have working in your life. In order to wage war on the battlefield against sin, we need to have certain information that will help us understand and strategize in our fight. General Douglas MacArthur, I believe, once said, Know your enemy. There are truths about sin, temptation, and us that we need to understand and acknowledge in order to be successful at warring against this onslaught in our lives. First, the Bible tells us the process of sin. In James 1.15, the Bible says, Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. The Bible also tells us that man is drawn away by his own lusts. Hmm, his own lusts. So is it possible that we can actually understand our own lusts and weaknesses? It reminds me of several conversations I have had with counselors that deal with individuals trying to kick habits in their lives. The person must first recognize and admit that they have a problem. So I guess our first thing is to take inventory of our life and determine where our weaknesses are and recognize that we have an issue. Many preachers have hidden their weaknesses, not dealt with them, rose to high levels in their ministry, and at an inopportune time gave in to those weaknesses and destroyed their own ministry. Now, our own weaknesses may not take down a multi-million dollar ministry or business, but they could destroy our marriages, destroy our families, and permanently damage our reputations, thus cutting off any hope of a successful future. How about those little feet and eyes behind us watching us when we fall? How does it affect them? 
Now, secondly, we know the enemy will bring about temptation, but do we need to make it easy for him? Where do we spend our time? Proverbs, I believe, speaks about having idle hands that lead to doing things we shouldn't. Who do we spend time with? Do we put ourselves in compromising situations where sin could be waiting at the door? Men, what business do you have spending alone time with other women when you are married? Women, I ask you the same thing about other men. If you know you have issues with alcohol, why would you go out to happy hour with the guys at the office? I have talked with some individuals about why they drank, and they said it's a social thing. You don't want to feel like you're the oddball, so having a drink in your hand makes you feel like one of the crowd. What kind of crowd would have you compromise your relationship with God? Joseph, when being tempted by Potiphar's wife, said he would not commit sin against God. I wonder how many adulterers have considered all the individuals their act would be affecting, and how many destroyed lives they would be leaving as they satisfied their own desires. Third, project the end result of your sin. Think about the results of giving in to this temptation. Who would you be hurting? Will it come back to haunt you? What are the end results? Divorce? Prison? Death? Hell? A little extreme? I don't know. Finally, guard your inputs. If you have a treasured item, you will put that thing in a safe or guard it somehow to ensure that no one else gets at it because the loss would be great. Is your relationship with God of great importance? Is your relationship with your spouse important? How about your kids? How about your future? These are all things worth guarding and protecting. Sin begins as a thought in the mind. Guard your mind and the inputs into your mind. What are you watching? What are you listening to? The Bible tells us to not give place to the devil. Don't let him get his foot in the door. Read your Bible, pray often, and be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little ears what you hear. And be careful little feet where you go. Because the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful. The Foundations Report is heard daily, Monday through Friday, on the Foundations Podcast Facebook page, and on the Foundations channel on YouTube, and on various podcast distributors via audio feed. Be sure to tune in.